You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Well, good morning, Path to Purpose peeps. We are live with a couple of your peers this morning in the group to chat about whatever is keeping them stuck from living their full potential in Christ, fulfilling their purpose, and really experiencing all that Jesus has provided to them. So good morning. We are joined today by um, Quay Ball and Nigel Goodman. Quay, why don't you introduce yourself first? And then Nigel will come over and let you introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, maybe how we got connected. And then we'll, you know, we'll do some introductions and then we'll kind of dive into the deep end here. So go ahead, Quay. Uh, Hi, my name is Quay. Um, I live in Carlsbad, California. Um, I saw your Facebook ad while I was scrolling and the word purpose really was highlighted to me. And so I started listening to your, uh, webinar mm-hmm. and, um, and I've been blown away by your content and everything that you have in this Facebook group just, um, is feeding my soul and teaching me things that I've never heard before and helping me stay um, in a place of um, a higher perspective on everything in my life. Yeah. Well, awesome, Quay. That is just cheers my heart. Cheers my heart. Awesome. It's a divine connection. I know every person that he is here, the Holy Spirit led them here. You know, um, it's not like I always tell people, it's not like I've got some huge international following at this point. We are very strategic in the way that we um, do our content, because we really know that God is building something. He's building this church and he knows how to connect us with the divine connections we need. So it is totally by divine connection, Quay. So I'm so excited that you're here. And then what about you, Nigel? I'm Nigel Goodwin. I'm 57. I've been a Christian for ooh, 20 plus years. I live in England, small yeah. town called Cravey Heath in England. Yeah. Uh, I saw your posts. I saw your posts for a while on on Facebook, and when I saw about the Holy Spirit and and, and the fact that you are led by the Spirit, what you do, I thought, well, there's nothing that you know, just got to do it. Really simple as that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to. I've got my pen ready in case I have to make any notes. I'm excited okay. to see what goes on. Yay! And thank awesome. you for the invite. For sure. For sure. Okay, you guys. So let's just chat for a moment. Um just really quickly on kind of where, what you want to get some coaching on today. So I know I heard a little bit about it before we hopped on live, but Quay, why don't you just for everybody else, why don't you just kind of fill everybody in on where you are, you know, in your journey to discovering and fulfilling your purpose and what you feel like is keeping you stuck. Okay. Um, I feel like my purpose is leading women into an encounter, an intimate encounter with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, uh, that's my purpose because I've been through some hard, uh, hard times, some abuse and some um, trauma, and okay. God has met me. Jesus has supernaturally given me um, experiences with Him, beautiful, wonderful experiences to get through some really hard things. Mm-hmm. And so, in 2020, He was asking me to write a book. And that was a really hard thing for me to write out my story because my story was really, really um, uh, hard. And I and I had to go through a lot more levels of healing, writing it out. But I did it and I was able to release it. And now he's asking me to to share it, to speak about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, and also I love women who have been through um, 
uh, these things that I've been through and I want them to know who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And it really resonates when I hear you speak about how we are Jesus to them. I, I, I want to embrace that. I am Jesus to them. The, mm -hmm. the block is um, me. I get terrified. I, um, um, if someone asks me to speak, mm -hmm. if I'm able, if I'm able to, to, um, to control it, like, let me share, let me start with, I'm in the hospital room. My arms are broken. My legs are broken. I just lost my daughter in a car accident. Jesus mm -hmm. showed up. Jesus showed me himself. And then I can share from there and go back. Then it flows. If someone asks me, okay, tell me what happened when you were five years old, when you were six years old, my voice gets choppy. I still feel shame. Um, it doesn't flow. Mm -hmm. And I, I start getting um, these walls up. Mm -hmm. Same thing when I get to minister to, to a woman in front of me, I want to share with her. Um, if I can talk about Jesus, if I can talk about how much I love him and what he's done for me, the words will flow. And when, when, uh, but when I need to meet her where she's at, cause I've experienced what she's experienced and I want to share my story of how I know that pain, um, I, I get this block and it's like, uh, uh, what, what are the words? Um, it's almost like a very self-consciousness, um, and I, I want to be able to uh, just show up in, in just a state of love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. What about you, Nigel? Well, that's uh, quite, quite a story, Key, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, mine is um, very simple. It, well, it sounds simple. It's not been simple for me. It's just to find a good Christian life woman as a partner to share my journey. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. I've got pretty good health most of the time. I'm, I'm quite, I'm not well off. I'm not mega rich, but I'm, I'm comfortable and I get by. I've got good family and friends and this will be, I suppose, like the icing on the cake to find, you know, someone to, it says in the Bible that it's not good for man to be alone. Huh? And I've been alone for a couple of years now, I suppose. Yeah. Um, alone in the partner sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, and that, that I need help with that really, because I'm, I've, I've joined a, uh, a dating site, which is a, a Christian dating site mm -hmm. called Friends First. Mm -hmm. um, that's only produced one. Um, there's a woman I'm sort of chatting with on WhatsApp at yeah. the moment, but we're just yeah. good friends at the moment. Yeah. So some help and tips from the Holy Spirit would be brilliant on that, please. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys, let's pray and let's get on Papa's agenda for today. So, um, Father, I just thank you for your presence on this call today, Lord. I thank you that you know everything about Quay. You know everything about Nigel. You know the words that they're going to speak before they speak them. You know the thoughts that they have before they even think them. There is nothing about them, about their life, about their destiny, about their origin, about they're just not, you're not confused about them. And I thank you that you are here, Father, to um, release them into what's next to release them into, uh, the, the path that you have for them, uh, into wholeness Lord into freedom, which includes everything that they desire in their hearts and everything that you desire in your heart for them, Lord, because ultimately our hearts are one. And so we just say, Holy spirit, shine the light on whatever we need to, to, to discuss today, father, 
Um, and we're just going to follow your lead. We just declare that your agenda is what's being accomplished and that no other agenda is going to prevail. Uh, we just yield. We yield and surrender to you. And we just thank you that you're faithful. You're faithful to do what we can't do. Your, your, your grace is made perfect in weakness. Uh, you are faithful. Not only do you call us, but you also do it. And so we just are going to give you permission to be Jesus today. We're going to give you permission to do the miraculous today. And I thank you, Father, for the awesome honor of being your temple and being the one that you're going to flow through today. It's just a really awesome honor and privilege to have access to people's lives and hearts the way that you've set all of this up. And it really has been you. I know this has all been you. So we just glorify you. We thank you for it. And we just say yes. We say yes in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Great prayer. Well, yay. Well, I'm going to hop off on with you, Quay, first. And I want to chat about, I want to talk about the process of transfiguration. You know, I, I kind of joke and I say, I mean, first of all, you know, my one word purpose, if I, you know, it, it, the work that we do in Emerge gets everybody super crystal clear on their purpose. And we have these five cues, right? Who is God? Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I headed? How, how do I get there? And I have awesome answers to those, just like all of our, our people. But just to kind of kick this off today, you know, my one word, why am I here is the word transfiguration. And it's, it's the Greek, it's the best Greek translation of what many times in our Bible is translated transformation. You know, Romans 12, two says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, be ye transfigured by the renewing of your mind. And the reason why transfiguration and saying transfiguration is um, better than saying transformation is because a lot of times when people think of transformation, they think of that they're becoming something they're not. It's kind of like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. We metamorpho is the Greek word. You know, it is the word that we get metamorphosis from, but transfiguration is not the process of a butter of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, right? It is, it would be more like a butterfly hiding in a caterpillar suit and the butterfly, the process of transfiguration is simply the caterpillar suit, just like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, kind of dissolving away and exposing this beautiful butterfly that that's who they always were. The caterpillar just didn't know it, right? And so it's like we've got this caterpillar mind that is obscuring our beauty. We've got this, this caterpillar mind that is obscuring obscuring the glory of God within us. And honestly, our true identity and who we really are and what puts that caterpillar suit on all of us is our life experiences. And some of us, Quay, like you and I, have had extremely traumatic experiences that um, covered up who we actually are in Christ. And the process of transfiguration is ultimately a process of mind renewal, um, which sounds scientific and sounds clinical, and it doesn't sound like there's a lot of heart in that. And so I want to also say it's a process of healing. It's a process of healing our broken hearts. And, 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 and why I want to say mind and heart, because truthfully, when we are whole, our heart and our mind are congruent, our heart and our mind, because our heart is where our spirit lives. Our heart is, you know, our connection to God. We have a new heart, but guess what? We do not have a new mind. 
We do not have a, a, we don't get, we don't confess Jesus and then all of a sudden get a brand new mind. We have access to the mind of God, but our mind is still our problem because guess what? That's where trauma lives. I mean, granted it lives in our entire body. It lives at a cellular memory level. It lives, I mean, we aren't just a brain. Guess what? We're a body where we have a spirit, we have um, a soul, we have, we are body, mind, soul, spirit, and all of that is integrated right? We can't dissect us like a frog and say, oh, well, here's my spirit and here's my mind and here's my body. And that's a lot of times what we do, I think, in Christianity. And so this process of transfiguration that you are in with the Holy Spirit, Quay, is a, it is a progressive revelation of who you actually are. And it's a transformation of the experiences that programmed us to believe that we are a caterpillar. And so the reason why you're kind of shaking in your boots and and having struggles depending on the vantage point from which you're communicating is because from a, I'm just going to say from a scientific perspective, from a neuroscience perspective, what's happening is you've got different neural pathways that are firing depending on the external stimuli. Okay, because that's the way our brains work. We, we walk into a circumstance and immediately subconsciously without even realizing it, mm-hmm. meanings are being presented to our, to us and our bodies respond quicker than our conscious mind because our subconscious mind is running at about, I don't even know the actual comparison, but it is so fast. We aren't aware of it. I mean, our, our subconscious minds are so powerful. Our autotomic nervous systems are so powerful. I mean, we're breathing without thinking about it. They're running our hearts. They're running our hormone levels. They're running our digestive systems. I mean, there's a whole operation going on within us that is below our conscious mind. Now, I know I'm kind of technical on all of this, but I want you to have an understanding of what's actually happening to you, right? So there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing anything wrong, you know? Um, And I know what happens with a lot of people is we we experience these blocks, right? We experience these these visceral reactions to things and, and we don't want it. We don't want to do these things because our spirit is, is like, Oh, you know, I know this isn't like, like what God has. This isn't, this isn't what God wants, but there's this kind of disconnect between our spirit and our mind and our body and feeling bad about it. Doesn't change it. You know, throwing judgment on top of your caterpillar self that has yet to recognize that it's a butterfly doesn't change. doesn't remove the caterpillar suit. It doesn't do anything to the caterpillar suit, except frankly, just kind of cement it a little further on top of that butterfly so that you just, you just kind of stay trapped in there, you know? So the first thing I want to say, Quay, is that you just have to, I mean, a lot of this is a journey of loving yourself the way that God does unconditionally. A lot of this is just 100% self-acceptance. And that is just something that you can do consciously. But a lot of the other stuff that has to happen has to happen subconsciously. And that's why you love encounters with Jesus, because what happens when you encounter Jesus in those places of trauma is that he's literally um, transforming your mind, 
right? And, and biologically, he's rewiring things. Literally, there is a transformation that happens in our minds because a couple of things. Um, number one, when Jesus shows up in an encounter or in a memory, a traumatic memory, um, he shows up not just as Jesus, but he shows up. He is truth. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the way. So he shows up. Truth floods that thing and it's transformed. Like, in fact, you can never really remember it the same, like pre G pre the encounter with Jesus. Again, it has transformed that trauma. It has transformed that memory. And so all that's happening here, Quay, is your body and your, 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 your heart and all of these things are just saying, this is not safe. It is not safe to be me. It is not safe um, to put myself out there. Um, and so there's, just, and again, there's nothing wrong with you. Like I know this process. I can talk about this. So, and I can articulate this with this level of clarity because I've been doing this for 25 years. I've been on a healing journey since my twenties. I'm 54. You guys, I mean, this has been a lifelong journey to just get to the place where I am able to, um, show up in the world to the degree that I'm showing up. And I will tell you this way, God has way more for me. God has way more for my message, way more for me to do. And I am in a process even today, even right now in my life of shedding caterpillar crap. I don't know what else to call it. Shedding the lies and the things that I have believed over the course of my life. In my case, it's primarily with Christians. It's primarily with an, a, a traumatic church. It's primarily with people in the church that have uh, proclaimed to, to know the one who is love, but I did not experience that in them, you know, and, and we're talking severe things have happened, you know? And so I, I'm just being vulnerable with you because I want you to know you are not alone. And truthfully, my work is to number one, go first. <laughs> so I can create a safe space for others to come to. And we're going to multiply. We're going to multiply this, this tribe of finished works of inclusion of the goodness of God that is better than we've ever been able to articulate that, 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 that doesn't involve separation from Jesus, that he's in us, that he's with us, that he's not mad at you, no matter what's going on, that you're never rejectable, that you're caught, you know, but that safety has to come internally first and with a, a tribe of people that make it safe, that make it safe. And I can tell you that's exactly what we're creating here. We're making it safe to be you. We're not going to be sin conscious. We're not going to be in judgment. We're, this is safe for everybody. This is safe. This, we're not, we don't, we are, we are, we are going to exemplify the unconditional love and acceptance of Jesus. Number one of ourselves and number two of each other. So you're in a process. You're in a process and you're not doing anything wrong. You're just at the next, I kind of call it like, I don't know. They always talk about like a, you know, a sheep at a new gate right? You're like, or, you know, I have a rescue dog and everything that we take him to that is new. Like, it's like, oh, uh, a busy street. I can't walk on the street, but you know, he used to not even be able to wear a leash. I mean, we even put a leash on him and he, he, it was traumatic. Now, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. But, oh, if we take him to the busy street, uh, 
I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Why? It's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. And that's, I mean, I'm not comparing, you know, you're not a rescue dog, but in a way we all are rescue dogs in a way we're just coming to a new level of, of, Ooh, this isn't safe. This isn't safe. But guess what? Jesus is our owner. Jesus owns us. We belong to him. We're his property. We've been redeemed with his blood and he loves us too much to stay afraid of the busy street. He loves us too much to say, nope, I created you to run down the busy street and not be afraid of anything because I'm with you and I'm not going to let anything harm you. I'm not going to let you get into any danger. You are always safe with me. And so um, does that make sense? Everything I've said so far. Yes. Um, And what I hear from Holy Spirit is that it's time to have another supernatural encounter with him to visualize um, those next steps that I'm doing that busy street. Um, Because in the past, that's how I would learn to cope with scary things. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I, I, I lost a daughter in a car accident and I was asking God, why, why, why did you take her? And then um, I said, I miss her. I want to hold her. And I held out my arms to hold her. And he dropped her into my arms and let me love her, hold her, say, I'm sorry. And then he was right there and he said, okay, let me have her back. And I said, but who's going to raise her? And he's like, we've got Esther. We've got Mary. We've got all these wonderful moms in heaven. Your job is to stay here and take care of your other children. Teach them about me. Tell them about what Avery's doing in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then he he said, thankfulness was my weapon. Thank you, God, that no one else died in the car accident. Thank you, God, that I'm still alive. Thank you, God. And, and I'll see her again. Those supernatural experiences with him are the only way that I can cope from a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. And so I just hear him saying, okay, it's time to invite me in for a new reality, a new perspective, a new truth mm-hmm. on these scary things that you're being asked to do. Because yeah. I feel like he's asking me to do these things. Of course he is. And that's where I'm like, I don't, I like the rescue dog. I don't want to do this. I want to hide. Yeah, I get why, it. Are you, why are you highlighting me to, to do these yeah. things? And, yeah. and so having um, new perspective, a new truth, a new way yep. of looking yep. at it. Yep. If he's asking me to yep. do this, look at yep. that through, yep. ask him for um, an yeah. encounter. Yeah. 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 And Quay, I want to, I want to also encourage you just because I mean, Chip, your husband is an emerge right now. Yes. I, I want to encourage you to pray about working with me. I want you to pray about um, putting me on the Quay team. And um, cause I am on the Quay team. I'm on the ball team. <laughs> and um, I really am. I really am. I want to play ball. <laughs> I'm on the ball team. I'm on the ball team. And I want you to pray about it because the beautiful thing of the way that Emerge has, I mean, it is an encounter from start to finish. And we have structured it through the, through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We know how to get at those core beliefs. We know how to usher people. And the Holy Spirit knows how to use the curriculum to usher people into those core foundational areas of our lives that have to be moved out of the way so that we can actually 
fulfill our purpose. Um, and you know, it, it's 90 days of transfiguration. So it's like 90 days of the caterpillar getting removed very quickly, supernaturally encounter after encounter. So we can chat more about it, but I want you to, you, you can even just start to, you hear Holy Spirit. So you can even start chatting with them now. Um, but it is your time. It is your time. And, and I, and when I say it's your time, let me just say this, you are like Abraham, except a woman, and you have a lineage of women. You have a nation of women inside of you that are going to experience what you experience. And so for me, it's, it's, it's not, it's hard when you're, it's this balance, right? It's like when you are the one that is like, and this goes for everybody that's listening to me. Okay. Or will listen to me as a, as a part of this, you know, when we are stuck, when we have these things in the, in place, when we're wearing our caterpillar suit, we have a million reasons why we aren't a butterfly. We have a million reasons why we can't fly. We have a million reasons why we can't discover our purpose, a million reasons why we can't live our purpose. I mean, everything from money to, I have this job. I mean, like, you know, I talk to people every single day in caterpillar suits and they, and I'm, they're just regurgitating when I'm talking to them, their caterpillar mindsets. But when you are in your caterpillar mindset, you don't always see the caterpillar mindset. In fact, it becomes true for you and you believe it. Mm-hmm. You believe it. And you don't even know a lot of times what you're believing. You don't even know what the problem is. You don't know what that subconscious lie is. If you knew what the subconscious lie is, you know, if nothing else, you could get the scripture and start speaking the scripture over it or something. But the, the, that's why it's subcon- like it's not it, we don't know it. Right. And so. What I want to say is. Everyone in some way that is stuck is stuck in some mindsets that need to be healed, that need to be renewed. And um, one of the beautiful things about working with a coach, especially if you are a coach, Quay, which you are, you know, is that you, what, what does a coach do? A coach sees things from third, third party perspectives, right? So when you're on the ball field or you're on the golf course, well, guess what happens? You can't see yourself swinging from third party third, third person, you're swinging the club. You experience it first person and experiencing caterpillar mindsets versus seeing caterpillar mindsets is a a completely different perspective. And so that's everybody. And I know that it's scary. I get it. I, I trust me. Oh my goodness. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's one of the reasons why I always, I will always have a coach. I have a coach that's helping me with my caterpillar mindsets, you guys. Because we all have them. And it doesn't matter where you are on the path to being fully transfigured. It doesn't matter where you, I mean, whether you are like, I mean, you know, don't even know there is, didn't even know Jesus existed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? To the place of, oh my gosh, I am prospering in my purpose beyond my wildest imagination. I'm transforming the world. I'm doing all of these amazing things. Well, guess what? There's more. Guess what? Jesus is going to take you to the next, next thing. Now it's not a busy street. Now we're going to the dog show. Now we're going to the dog show and there's hurdles and there's all this stuff you've never done before. And now there's crowds and this is crazy. No. Right. And after the dog show, well, guess what? You know, he's got a new movie starring you. And now we got him just saying that it is always more. Why? Because God wants to impact as many people as you will say yes to impacting. 
He wants to take you as far and as wide and as deep and, and as he wants to, he loves people. And at the end of the day, it's not even, we, we just want to get free of me. We want to get free of ourselves that it's in any way, shape or form about us. And, and that sounds selfless and holy, but honestly, you guys, it's the greatest, it's the greatest gift and the greatest level of freedom to be in a place where you are just free to be a channel for love because you're, it's settled for you. It's just settled. It's just settled. You're not even, you don't even have to be self-conscious anymore. It's just settled. You're just settled, you know? So, okay. I want to shift gears a little bit because Nigel, I'm coming to you. So I know you may be thinking, well, that was not what I need coaching for. (laughs) Like that's a completely different issue than I'm facing. Just, just to put in very quick, it's, it's quite strange that I, I need to mention now that I lost my dad very uh, 15 years ago to he had depression, he retired, and unfortunately he committed suicide, and that was a terrible time for the family. Mm-hmm. So there's a sort of a sad link there between us, I think. So, that, so it was relevant what you were saying to yeah. Quee, as it was, it was relevant to me as well. Yeah, because well, I was going to say it is relevant. Mm-hmm relevant to where you are in your life yeah. it's relative to your ability to receive the desires of your heart. Um, because guess what keeps us from receiving the desire, desires of our heart, the same caterpillar mindsets, mm. those caterpillar mindsets. We don't, we aren't thinking like a butterfly. So therefore, guess what? We're not flying with the butterflies and guess where your wife is, Nigel. She's flying with the butterflies. No, my dad. Sorry, my dad. No, I'm talking about your wife. My ex-wife. No, your your future. Oh, the one wife. that's coming. Sorry, the one that's coming. Yeah, yes. Your future wife is flying yeah. with the butterflies. Brilliant. <laughs> flying with the butterflies, but you can't you can't fly if you're a caterpillar. No. You know, you're just down here eating leaves. Just down here eating leaves, crawling <laughs> around on the ground. But you're not. What are you, you're not. You're not going to marry a caterpillar. I mean, no. you can marry a caterpillar, but you know what happens when two caterpillars meet and they get married? Yeah, disaster. It doesn't turn out well. <laughs> it doesn't turn out well, especially if they're destined to be butterflies. And you know what happens with caterpillars that marry each other? They think the other one is their source. They think my spouse is my source. My spouse is the source of my happiness. And guess what? Spouses can't make you happy. Mm-hmm. They make lousy gods. So now I've got a caterpillar that I'm trying to make God and another caterpillar trying to make the other person God. And it just leads to all kinds of mess and marriages. And so the invitation, Nigel, is to let's get some caterpillar mindsets out of the way so that you can fly, so that you can fly with the other butterflies. Because here's what I want to tell you just practically. See, Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added unto you. And see, this is the, because here's the thing, purpose and identity, you can't have one without the other. You can't. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you can have success without identity. Yeah. But it will destroy you. Mm-hmm. Success without the corresponding transfiguration is still broken. It's still caterpillar. And so this process of you shedding whatever it is 
that is caterpillar, okay, is going to include you finding your wife. On the path to purpose is every single thing that you have ever desired. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is the desire of the nations. In other words, he is the fulfillment of desire. And the tree of life, it says, uh, um, desire is the tree is from the tree of life. Like tree of life and desire go hand in hand. Why? Because it's love. And love and 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 the manifestation of our our fullness is i mean it is not good for man to be alone it is not good for lonely it, it, community family these are these are kingdom core values we're family we're we're community we're one we're one well marriage we're one mm-hmm. it's a beautiful picture of Christ in the church so of course those things are a part of it so your path to purpose is the path to wholeness. There, there's no, it's not, you can't be whole without purpose. And you can't fulfill your purpose without wholeness. And wholeness is an identity. It's an identity. And I know we chatted before, Nigel, so you know enough about the law of attraction. You know enough about quantum physics <laughs> the way that God created the actual creation to be governed by human hearts. Mm-hmm. Human hearts are running this thing, guys, meaning we are constantly sending out frequencies from our hearts, from our beliefs, subconscious beliefs, by the way, subconscious beliefs are what's going on, right? Consciously, we can hold an intention, but if you have a subconscious intention or a subconscious belief that's contrary to your conscious intention, guess what's going what, to, what, what's going to win? The subconscious belief, the subconscious intention is always going to win. And we are broadcasters. We are broadcasters of intentions out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. Okay. And not all of our speaks, not all of our, our, our speaking of our heart is done with words that are audible, right? We have, we have, we have a, a, a broadcast that's going out all the time from our heart. And you know, what's happening. We're getting an energetic match with all other, the frequencies that match it. So we are absolutely attracting what we believe. And you know what happens when we attract what we believe? It reinforces what we believe. See, I'm always gonna be alone. See, there's no good women out there. See, I guess I'm just not worthy of of a wife. I guess I'm doing something. I mean, like, I don't know what your specific cycle is, but Mm -hmm. you can do that with anything, guys. And I know this is hard for Christians because see, I love to, break down scriptural principles into, I like to marry the way God created things to work scientifically, because this is science. Quantum physics has been around long enough that we know these things. And we understand things like quantum entanglement. Well, what the heck is quantum entanglement? Well, it's the principle that the Bible talks about is that everybody's connected, that we're one with one another. And even when we think that we're isolated, we're not. We're not in the spirit. We're not in the quantum field, you know? So Nigel, I'm saying a whole lot here, but really what I want to say is the best thing for you to do to fulfill your desire and to fulfill, it is to fulfill your purpose and to fulfill your purpose. 
you have to move the caterpillar mindsets out of the way. Mm -hmm. You have to become the fullness of who you actually are. Yep. You have to be Nigel in a Jesus suit. (laughs) Yeah. Nigel in a Jesus suit is going to be chasing the women away. (laughs) Why? Because Jesus is so attractive. Hmm. Jesus is so beautiful. Jesus is so loving. Jesus is so caring. Jesus is so not self-conscious. And Mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a getting in that space where you're seeking first the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Am I making sense? Yes. I'm familiar with that scripture. Yeah. I know that scripture. Are you you grabbing everything that I'm sharing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm talking deep today. You guys, yeah. I, 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 I don't even know how all this came. I mean, I'm just talking, Holy Spirit's talking, but it's not like I have this analogy worked out of the butterfly and I didn't, I, or the dog on a leash. It's not like I, I planned all of these things, you know, I mean, this is the Holy Spirit explaining this in a way that hopefully you guys can grab it. Um, um, he's giving me a scripture, um, that I'm going to go to here. Um, and I feel like I'm supposed to quote this part of it, but I'll, I'll read it in context after. Um, but I get there. I'm trying Jesus. Come on. I've got a, I got a phone app. <laughs> I've made a note of that, I like that quote about that analogy of the butterfly and the caterpillar. I like that. That's, that's memorable. Okay. So here's what he wants to say. Well, this is the scripture he gave me to read to y'all, and then I'll put it back in context, But because it's, it's a bold statement for me to say, but I'm going to say it. It says, all of us who are mature, pursuing spiritual perfection, should have this attitude. And if, and if any respect, you have a different attitude, that too, God will make clear to you. You know, and... What I feel why the Lord would bring that up <laughs> is that what I'm saying, um, that any of us that are pursuing spiritual perfection, in other words, what spiritual perfection? <laughs> it's the fullness of the stature of Jesus. It's living a crucified life. It's not some spiritual perfection apart from Jesus. It's the spiritual perfection that you get through 100% oneness with him. Right. And if you're pursuing the manifestation of oneness with Jesus, if you are pursuing the the manifestation of Christ in you and releasing your full potential in Christ, that is your pursuit. Well, guess what? That was Paul's pursuit. Paul's pursuit was to experience Jesus to such a degree and to experience the power of his resurrection to such a degree. It says that he would be lifted out of. What did it say? Let me just read it. It says in verse 10, and this is may, this is so he was forgetting the things. I mean, he was forgetting who his old identity was. Philippians three is like your homework. We guys, you guys need to go read it because what Paul is doing, it's the process of Paul becoming a butterfly. He said, I had to get, I had to, I had to forget all of those things that I was. I had to like, I was a Hebrew. He didn't have necessarily trauma. Like we would think, or he didn't, ha- who knows though, you know, I mean, maybe being a legalistic Pharisee was traumatic, but the point is, is he had to forget the things that he, his old identity, 
He had to say, this is, you know, and he said, I count it as trash. I count all of these things that I was and my caterpillar self, I count it as dung. I count it, it's just crap compared to the excellency of knowing him and knowing him is intimate. It's gnosko. It's, it's, it's a, it's a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse. I mean, it is the most intimate of knowing that you can have. It's a oneness knowing. And then he says in verse 10, he says this, where am I going? He says, and this, um, well, let me just read it. He says, verse eight, but more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequaled. Listen to that, a joy unequaled, unequaled. Don't tell me Jesus isn't the desire. He's the fulfillment of desire. It says, for his sake, I've lost everything. And I consider it all garbage so that I may gain Christ. And I know when we say I've lost everything, a lot of times we think, well, you know, it means we just have to be homeless. No, it means that you need to lose the old man. You need to lose all of the old man, everything about the old man we need to lose. And then it says, for his sake, I've lost everything. And I consider it all garbage so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him. Now, let me go to verse 10. It says, and this, so that I may know him experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely. And in that same way, experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers so that I may share in the fellowship of his sufferings. In other words, I may fellowship with his crucifixion to such a degree, right? That I would be continually conformed inwardly into his likeness, even unto his death. Listen to this, so that I may obtain to resurrection that will raise me from the dead. Another translation says that I will obtain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead while I'm still in the body. In other words, Paul's determined purpose was to live a transfigured life. Paul's determined purpose was to live as one who had been completely transformed into a butterfly and it was no longer him that even lived. And then he says, Okay. Not that I've attained that goal. Not that I've obtained this transfigured life yet, or I'm not a butterfly yet. He says, but, or having already been made perfect, he says, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Jesus Christ took hold of me and made me his own. He says, I don't consider I've made it my own one yet, but he says, here's what I do. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. I mean, another translation, it says, I press in to apprehend what I was apprehended for. And so what all that means, I know it's a lot of scripture, but what all that means is that when we make it our determined purpose to live a transfigured life, okay, all of that, all of the rest of it happens. And forgetting what lies behind isn't something that we do consciously. I know that people preach on this. Oh, just don't think on the past. Well, unfortunately, subconsciously, you are thinking on the past. Subconsciously, the past is running the show because your neural pathways are running the show and your circumstances are firing your neural pathways. And it's beyond your conscious control. It's beyond your conscious awareness. 
So forgetting what lies behind is integrating with Jesus at a subconscious level. It is literally integrating with Jesus at a cellular memory level. It is integrating with Jesus to such a degree that not only you can go on the busy street, you can go to the dog show, you can go to the movie, you can go anywhere because you're no longer controlled by anything external. Mm. And that's what it means to be a son. So I know I've done a lot of talking, which wasn't necessarily my plan. Um, but Quay, did you get it? I, I feel like he's offering me a beautiful exchange that I, I, I have been able to surrender a lot to him. Mm-hmm. I've surrendered stories of my life. I've surrendered people in my life. I've surrendered pain in my life. And now he's asking me to surrender me. Yes. And in return, it's just going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what you were describing at a cellular level. Mm-hmm. Really? That's possible. I mean, that's, I think, the desire of my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's my next step. Mm-hmm. is to die to that old man. And it's very scary, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's also very, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's only scary to the caterpillar. Right. Only scary to the caterpillar. And right. as you already know, encounters with Jesus aren't scary. Right. So really all you're, all he's asking you to do is have more encounters, like you said. You know, I mean, this is not something. Surrender just says, "Okay, I'm 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 willing for you to show me the truth." <laughs> you know, I'm just willing, I'm surrendering these lies that I believe are true. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're surrendering any area of our hearts that says or minds that says I'm believing something that I don't even know is a lie because I believed it. So it's, it's, it, you can let kind of not be so scared. I feel like if you just go, I'm just letting go of the garbage. So I'm really, what I'm giving you is garbage. I'm going to give you all the garbage. And what's only thing that's going to be left is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. All that's going to be left is Galatians the 5.22. Yep. That's all that's going to be left. And so I know when I think of it like that, I'm like, well, sign me up. Take out the trash, Jesus. I, this Because guess what? It's smelly. It's horrible. It's painful. It's, it's way mm-hmm. more painful to live as a caterpillar than it is to, to just say, you know what? Take the trash, Jesus. So quite, you are, you've already experienced it, this to know that when Jesus shows up, this isn't even hard. It, it, it changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have done this work with Jesus in some of the most, not only in my own life, horrific things, um, but in the lives of others. And I have watched God instantaneously shift people to such a degree that it is, you can't even remember the old. And if you do remember the old, you can't remember it the same. 
you know, I can't think of my sexual abusers as anything other than in union with Jesus. And they just didn't know it. Wow. I can't think of the things that have happened to me in my life in any other way than I was the one that was deceived the whole time. And guess what? I was living in a world where they were deceived too. So we're all doing the stupid caterpillar stuff. You know, I mean, I have such a transformation of that. Now, granted, is it, is it, is it always subconscious? Is there still things that hit 100%? But it just means I need an encounter with God in that place. So this is a beautiful exchange of garbage for perfection. Mm. Sounds a good good deal to me. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. I mean, it's a really good. It's a it's a it's a it's a steal. Mm. Would be just silly not to take that deal. No brainer. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think sometimes we've had such. Um, if we've grown up in church and we've been around church for a long time, you know, we've thought dying is so painful. Rather than realizing, wait a second, it's not pain. It's painful to live as a dead person. To be a zombie is what's painful. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Because my great desire is to um, lead a woman into an encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like I, there's more, there's more for me to be able to, yeah. um, recognize and carry myself before I can give that to her. When you mentioned the mind heart connection, I teared up because that's kind of my block right now, mind and heart Mm -hmm. being in union. So there's, there's more for me. Yes, there is. It's kind of like, you know, if you go, I mean, I have, you know, students, graduates, spiritual kids that have, you know, gone on to become licensed professional counselors or gone on to become um, psychologists and gone on to work in that field. And I will tell you, when you go into the heart business in our world, right, or you go into the therapy business in that world, I will tell you those that training is rigorous. It is rigorous. And many people do not make it out of that training because it, you have to confront the crap that's going to come up when you're sitting with someone. Like you can't be sitting in across the chair with someone and now all of your junk is coming up. Do you you know what I'm saying? And really be an effective source, a place of healing for someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there is a process, a rigorous process that they, they do it to them first. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like they got to have it done to them first. And then see, so transfigured people transfigure others. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. So, well, awesome, you guys. We're going to wrap. I'm going to shut down the live. Let me pray. And then you guys will chat a little bit after here. So, uh, Father, I just thank you for this beautiful way, the beautiful ways that you um, just ministered today. I thank you for these beautiful analogies. I thank you for the clarity that came as, as we were speaking. I thank you for, um, I don't know, watering me. As I watered others, you know, I, I just thank you that you're so good at your job. You're so, so good at your job, Holy Spirit. And I, I, I just speak it again. Grace. This works by grace. 
This is not a work of the flesh. This is not something that we can do on our own. This is not striving. This is just a simple, beautiful yes (laughs) to letting you be the trash man. (laughs) to letting you be the one that knows, you know, sniffs it out and and takes it out. And uh, we just say, yes, we say yes. And we just, it's like, and for us, I just declare it's going to, it's like going to the spa, you know, it's like going to get, you know, I don't know, Nigel, wherever you go to be pampered. It's just like being pampered. We're just being pampered while you do this. And I just thank you that you are just um, a a pain-free deliverer. You are a pain-free healer. Um, You're not like, you know, some medication we take that has side effects. If we're going to have any side effects of of ingesting you, Jesus, it's going to be the fruit of the spirit. It's going to feel beautiful. It's going to feel like relief and and pleasure (laughs) because that's who you are. And I just know that for a lot of us, this has been too good to be true. Um, This has been really too good to be true, but you are so good to remind us of who you are over and over and over again, over patiently remind us, patiently teach us what love feels like, patiently teach us the way love thinks and the way love feels and the way love gently moves Uh, And we just are so grateful. And we just, you know, my prayer today, Lord, is that you would just do what needs to happen. So that's the way we are too. I pray that you, you would just, I know that's the silly prayer because I know that's what you're doing already, but I just say, agree with it. We just agree. We agree with what you're doing, (laughs) which is the best way to live. (laughs) So we just agree with what you're doing, Papa. We get on, I said, we get on your agenda and we do. And uh, I just thank you for it. And I just thank you, Lord, for, um, I don't know, just the boldness with which you were, you know, you, you, you had me speak today um, because you do know what you're doing and you know what you're doing through me and you know what, you're doing through Emerge and you're making me bolder and bolder about it because the planet needs us. It's not about me. It's not about what people think about me. It is 100% about transfiguring this planet. It is 100% about transfiguring the body of Christ. It is 100% about us being put on display so that people can taste and see your goodness through our lives that we can be an example of your goodness and we can be transfigurers. And it's like way more contagious than COVID ever was. So we just thank you, Lord, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. 
Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.